everybody, how's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Card Progression Podcast. Hey, everybody, it is Tuesday. It is August 9th. And, well, as you can tell, my energy is really up right now because, well, I'm doing this intro after I shot this podcast with this band. And, yeah, my energy is up because every time they shoot podcasts, these energies are up. So, this podcast is going to give you energy up the wazoo like it did with me. But before we get going to that, I want to thank support for this podcast. Well, first, you know what, gentlemen, do you still read the newspaper at all? Well, I think it's time we have a little look-see here. We save balls. What is that and who could that possibly be? You know what that means? Our sponsor day is Manscaped. Yes, Manscaped, the best brand for below the belt care for all you gentlemen out there make sure that your boys are basically you know the freshest boys on the block because well who doesn't want fresh boys let's be honest i mean that everyone loves those things so you want to take care of them down there right and manscaped has many 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 great things to take care of your boys down there and make sure that they are spick span fresh clean and ooh, looking good. So what do they have for you that you can end up getting from Manscaped? They've got the Lawn Mower 4.0 with advanced skin-safe technology. Now, what does that Lawn Mower do? Well, let's see what the paper has to say about it. Hmm. Lawn Mower 4.0, advanced skin-safe technology. What's that going to do? And it's waterproof. And it has a 4K LED light in there. So you can see what you're doing to make sure that you shave down there with precision, with comfort, and you don't nick yourself down there or cut yourself. Oh my Lord, you're definitely going to want to do that. They also have the weed whacker, which is going to make sure that, you know, a little bit more upstairs, nose, ear, hair, gone. It's going to be able to shave in that because who wants to have nose hair sticking off them? I mean, really. What else does paper say that Manscaped provides for us? Let's take a look-see. Let's open her back up. We've got... The Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant. I've talked about that so many times. That stuff is fantastic. It'll make sure that your boys on there smell oh so good. And if you got big legs like me, chafing becomes a thing of the past. Let's see what else they're saying in here. Oh, Lordy, what is that? Is that what I think it is? Oh, my God. The Crop Preserver Ball Toner. Make sure your boys feel spick and span. The Boxers 2.0. I almost said 4.0. Boxers 2.0. What do they do? Oh my lord, they make sure that you have comfort, feel cool, and that your boys are safe, secure in that patented jewel pouch. And you want know this paper actually is? It's their shave mat. So when you're shaving down there, oh lordy, you don't have to worry about a thing. So remember, Manscaped, they save balls and you can save on ball care for yourself so how do you do that go to manscaped.com pick out what you like at the time of ordering go to that discount code and type in c p p to get 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping so remember gonna take care of your boys go to manscaped.com get 20 percent and free shipping the code c p p remember manscaped.com we are also sponsoring the when we were hungry music festival happening out in las vegas nevada october 20th and 21st yeah we had will and mal from when we were hungry festival back in the podcast in april and they were touted up as you know this man fantastic thing and it has come nothing short of that my god take a look at the lineup for when we were hungry festival they've got bands that have been the podcast like of course modern day escape thanks to will because that's his band also Palisades, Varsity, Outlier, Along Came a Spider, and Saving Vice. And look who's headlining. Second day headliner, second hand serenade. So we're going to get all emo up in this motherfucker. 
And who's headlining day one? How about Black Flag? Who wants to throw down with me with pancakes in the pit? Oh, yeah. Find the guy in the Bruce Hand, the Corporate Crush Podcast t-shirt because I'm going to be there. So remember, get your tickets now if you want to see one of the best festivals out there. It's not that expensive either. So go to whenwewerehungryfestival.com. Tickets are on sale now. Check out the line. Fantastic bands. You're going to want to be there. Throw down with us. Pancakes in the pit. Oh, yeah. I'll see you there. Now it's time for a feature presentation. So Jessica from the band Red Calling is on the podcast today. And this band is also up for the opening act contest in 2022. Now that contest is a contest to see whoever wins that contest will end up opening up all of October for every band that plays at the Hollywood Bowl. That's a massive thing. So we also talk about that. We talk about how we got into music. We talk about the inspiration music has in us. We talk about their song Torture and how the band likes to focus in on more of these mental health aspects to really help people with their music and just why they like music in general. So please, please welcome Jessica to the podcast. Are you guys ready? Well, let's go! Yeah! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. I had this band's manager reach out to me and say, hey, like yourself podcast, why don't you check out this one band that I am managing? They're up for the opening act contest for 2022 for the Hollywood Bowl. If you know what that is, it's pretty much any band that's played the Hollywood Bowl in October. This band that wins this contest is going to be opening every single show for that month. And this band is up for that still. The most recent round of voting just finished the day before we shot this and they are moving on so check them out because you have a chance to vote for them and we'll talk all with them talk about it talk about the music and just talk about whatever else comes to mind so please please give a warm welcome to jessica from the band red (laughs) calling to the podcast so jessica welcome to court progression podcast thank you thank you so much thanks so much for having me thanks for being on how is everything going in your world today as you know we're still just you know in the midst of you know summer i would say you know trying not to melt in, at the same point in time in in florida <laughs> yeah it is really hot in here and humid but i love it i just went to the beach last week and so i had a great time it's beautiful here i love florida and having a great time with the band you know working on a new single new video so pretty excited about it perfect i'll say last time i was in florida i almost got heat stroke four times in the same day so oh <laughs> It's okay. It's, it started raining later in the night, and then we started moshing, and uh, we came as Romans, and we had a blast. But like for the oh, whole entire I day, I was them. just like, Ugh, "How am I gonna make it through this?" <laughs> Stay hydrated. Yeah, I love them, man. They're awesome. Well, they're one of my favorites. Every time I get a chance to go and see them live, it's just like circle it on the calendar. I've had people ask me the same time, "Hey, you know, we, we're doing this on this day. You want to go?" I'm like, "No, that's we came as Romans Day. Are, are, are you going to see uh-huh. them for like the sixth time?" <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's happening. <laughs> Yeah. But you, but you said, you know, you know, you're working on new video, new single. Oh dear Lord. And of course you got the opening act contest still rolling on. seems like everything yes. at the moment is really still kind of coming together for red calling in terms of, you know, making 2022 the best year for the band possible. Yes. Yes. You know, we're all, we were crazy about coming back to stage, you know, playing recording after those horrible, almost two years that we were locked down. So, um, yes, we're doing a video now, and uh, probably by late September, it'll be ready. So it's called Fight or Run. So we're working on a video now, and yeah, I'm super excited about that, you know. Can't wait. I'm super excited about the uh, contest, too. Thank well, you for the people that have voted for us. 
Oh, absolutely. And just kind of the timing of when that song, that video would come out, given if you end up winning that contest, that might be the perfect timing to come out with that because all of a sudden everyone's going to see any band that's, you know, playing at the Hollywood Bowl during that time. Like they're going to be seeing your band for the first time and experiencing new, like the most recent music possible from you guys. So, yeah, exactly. Kind of like- so it's like the perfect timing for that. Yeah. With a new single. And exposure is crazy in that event, so I just can't wait. There's a lot of great bands, you know, that we're competing against. But, you know, you never know. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean, because I was looking at a list of, like, all the bands that were still in there. And I believe yeah. a band that I'm friends with that, that I've been on the podcast at least one time. I've seen them twice live. Like, I think they're still in the competition as well. So it's like, now I got to pull for two people at the exact same time. I got to pull for <laughs> my friends in Modern Mimes. I got to pull for Red Collie at the exact same yeah. time. It's like, I've got two horses in this race. <laughs> no, and I personally, I have great friends, you know, that play in other bands. And they're in the top 10, too. So... Yeah, it's, you know, friendly competition. It's like it's family competition. competition yeah. yeah, it's like family competition at that point when it yeah. comes to it. It's, it's, we all, it's, you know, everyone's going to want to win that in their own regard because of the amount of exposure it comes to with not only just, you know, people in the rock music industry, right? People that like rock music just because of the style that it is. But when it comes to those acts that are opening, that are playing at the Hollywood Bowl during October, you're getting different genres of music all across the spectrum. I mean, you're going to potentially be playing in front of some pop artists, R&B, you know, maybe throw in a metal artist. Maybe, I I just don't know. I haven't looked at the full schedule, but when I looked at the 2021 contest winner and seen like the bands that they play in front of, there was a wide spectrum of people that they were able to play in front of just based off of winning that competition from different styles of music. Exactly. And that's why we like to play hard rock, you know? We've been flirting with metal for a while, but we like to, to stay in that area with hard rock. Because if you, for example, Linkin Park, everybody loves Linkin Park, you know? You see people that listen to hip hop or rock or metal, and they like Linkin Park. So we, la- we love to stay in that area. And that's something that I really, you know, appreciate about our music because it let us, you know, we have some soft songs with some heavy songs, but we stay in that gray area between hard rock and metal, you know, and we try to keep it mainstream, you know. Yeah, kind of like in like an alternative metal kind of world. Something exactly. Like, like I'm yeah. trying to think some like, I mean, like maybe like a little bit of the heavier style, like if Three Days Grace when the heavier style. I mean, Breaking Benjamin yeah. is the one that sticks out in my mind when it comes to like, I think about that style where it's on a little bit on the heavier side, but still very well fits in the mainstream. I mean, Breaking Benjamin probably is the poster child of that right now. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great example. So that was like the first, that was the first one I thought of when you started talking about like going heavier, but also want to still stick with kind of like more of that mainstream yeah. sound. It's like, boom, Breaking Benjamin's the one that just sticks out in my head is like, you know, I mean, take a look at the stuff they do too. It's like anytime there's a festival that happens and they're on the bill, they are headlining that day that they're on the bill. Yes, I've, I've, I exactly. haven't seen it in a long time where they haven't done that. Yeah. And you know what? It's something that's, it's for me is natural because I've always been writing that traditional structure of verse, chorus, bridge, and verse. So for me, it's easy. It's not that we're selling out or anything. It's just the, what I've been doing all my life. And we just started doing heavy music probably around 2019, 2020. I grabbed a seven string guitar. I, I'm tuning way, you know, lower now. I love it, but, you know, I don't want to go like too heavy. You know, I just want to keep it. But we've, we've been experimenting with a lot of, stuff like electronic elements and things like that but i try to keep it you know a little bit mainstream so we can be radio friendly 
Well, on top of that, it seems like the reason why you're doing this is because this is the way that you want your music to sound. This is what drives you. This is how you want to write it. So it's not necessarily being seen as, you know, oh, you're selling out because to just like what's going to be popular. No, you're playing that kind of music because that's the music you enjoy. That's what you want to write. Exactly. That's how you want to go yeah. forward. It just happens mm -hmm. to be, you know, the style that's going to end up most likely being heard on the radio. It's nothing of uh, we're doing this specifically so we can get on the radio. It's we're doing this because we like it, but that sound happens to be what is being radio driven at the moment. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So there's really nothing messing around there particularly, but the fact that you also added that, you know, you're at your experiments a little bit more with some of the heavier sounds, like a seven string, adding a couple more synths in there, adding a couple more electronic uh -huh. elements in there. There's many other pieces that can be brought into it to continue to, you know, still keep it that same kind of flow and style and drive that mm -hmm. the music of Red Calling has but also to experiment more and branch out to see how can this music evolve from where it started to where it's going to go while still maintaining that absolute core of the sound of Red Calling at the base of every single song. Exactly. And that's, that's, that's what an artist do. It's like a painter. You like to experiment. If you're a painter, you like to experiment with different colors, shades, things like that. And, and there's so many effects and instruments and stuff that you can experiment with and add to the uh, to the music and still having that foundation that hard rock alternative metal foundation and yeah that's that's exactly what we've been doing for the past five years so and you you you, you try to you get your like signature sound it's it's like i hate being a copycat i hate being of course you have influences you have i, I love a lot of metal and, and high rock bands but if you sound just like them you know there's no point makes no sense you know if you're an artist you want to express yourself and have your your own art and your own sound and it takes a while but it, it's it's achievable it's feasible you know you just have to you know be yourself absolutely it's it's definitely yeah. i'll say it's definitely feasible because when you take a look at a lot of the bands like take a look at the bands with the biggest bands in the music industry through all different walks of life and the reason why they stand out is because they found their own sound. They created, of course, they have influenced many other places, but when you still have that element of yourself in there, of course, it's going to transcend into something completely different. Look at, I'll use Metallica as an example. I mean, Metallica uh -huh. is thrash metal, okay? But yeah. who was doing that before they were? It's like some, they had other influences in different pieces of metal, but something kind of like some piece of themselves came in there and something new came out of it. A, exactly. A, a perfect yeah. example of like a more, you know, one that especially that I'm a very big fan of that more of the audience of, you know, my style of music and my age would get into. Bring Me the Horizons, a perfect example oh, that I've seen yeah. just how they've yeah. gone through one album to the next and have completely like gone from one style and to the next. But when you listen to it, like a song off of, let's say, listen to Pray for Plagues off of their first album, and then you listen to That's the Spirit, uh, or a happy song off of That's the Spirit, it's like, they're two completely different songs, but there is a core element in that music that you're just like, you listen to, it's like, yep, that's still bring me the yes. horizon. Yeah, they're awesome. I love them too. Their music <laughs> is amazing. Absolutely. And their videos are their videos are amazing too. <laughs> I mean, they put some, it's, it's just the artistic <laughs> vision that goes into them, and yeah. it's just just the amount of just different ideas that can come through and just execute on those ideas. And one thing I do want to pick up on as well that you said was, you know, you don't want to be a copycat of some kinds of, of yeah. course you're going to have those influence, but if you copy someone so directly, then it's, yeah. you know, you're, you're always going to be seen as that the band, like they're just this band or like they sound just like this band. But you know, if I'm going to want to yeah. listen to that band, 
like, well, use Breaking Benjamin as an example. If uh, there's another band that sounds exactly like Breaking Benjamin, it's like, okay, cool, I like that sound, but if I want to listen to that sound, I'm going to go to the original one that did it. I exactly, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember who yeah. it was, but there was. I remember there was a band that was opening for Metallica at some point. It was like a long Metallica tour, and they had the whole opening, like they just opened from the whole tour. A great chance for a band, absolutely. But the fans really never like connected with that band because of how closely they like how closely you know connected they were to Metallica in terms of sound style and everything. It was like they're listening to Metallica over again, but it just wasn't them, and this never really hit it no, off with that, yeah. at that point. So yeah, that happened a lot with like Corn. There's a ton of bands that sound just like Corn, you know, and Corn you know, and back in the nineties and early two thousands. So yeah, that happens a lot, you know, and, it, and it's okay. I mean, I, I respect um, people that do that. I'm not judging them, but it's, it's just like, I guess you can be a cover band or I don't know if, you, if you're happy playing that music, that's fine with me, but I see it that way. If you're an artist, then you, you got to express yourself in your own unique way, you know? Yeah, and again, we'll throw Linkin Park in there as well because at times, like, you know, probably before Hybrid Theory came out, when people were listening to Linkin Park, they kind of thought, oh, it's just one of those other, like, bands that are coming out of, like, that new metal scene, probably very influenced by Korn. But then when you heard Hybrid Theory and it's, like, for the oh, first time, yeah. and you <laughs> see the, the, the massive, yeah. like, different, like, you could tell there was some influence from those places, but the massive yeah. difference of their originality that was in there from their artistic vision, it was just like, whoa. Yeah. That's an amazing album. My top five. Yeah, it's my top five albums of all time. Yeah. All right. Let me ask you this then. If, if Hybrid Theory is in your one of your top five albums, what would be the other four? Um, I love a band. I love Radiohead. I don't know if, if you know that band. They're from England. And they're really, they were big in the 90s. They're still around. Um, OK Computer is one of them. Um, I love Deftones and I love their um, Diamond Eyes album. That was, I think, from the 2010s. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my God. There's so many. I don't know. <laughs> you put me in the spot here. Let me see what else. Uh, uh, I love a band from Netherlands. It's called The Gathering. And she is a huge influence uh, in my vocals. And, well, I'm talking about Annika. She's, like, the original singer. And... Um, I don't remember the name of that album, but that's one of my favorite bands. And and I say, yeah, I always talk about Deftones. Who else? Um, um, yeah, I think that's that's what it's in my mind now. <laughs> Stick with those four, and then maybe throw another Deftones record in there just for good measure. Yeah, well, Corn, I love Corn too. So yeah, there you go. I, I love well. a lot of their albums are amazing. But even like you take a look at like the bands that you reference there as well. It's you, you know, Corn, Deftones, and then throw Radiohead in there. I'm like, that's <laughs> like look at the styles, man. I'm like, where the heck are those yeah. different styles yeah. coming from? But I mean, music hits us in so many different ways. Where you know, we're not going to stick with one specific genre that we like. No, and, and you know, when I was trying to think, because I listen all kinds of all, all kinds of music. While I work, I listen to classical music. There's music for every occasion, for every mood. There's music. I, I listen to jungle and drum and bass when I'm running. Um, you know, I, I listen to all kinds of music. Um, I have a two-year-old, and I love some of the 
hits music, <laughs> you know. So it, it's crazy. Music is amazing, you know, because there's there's music for, for each different occasion, you know. Oh, absolutely. Unfortunately, the only time when mu- the my kind of music was not d- d- uh, good for vac- like the occasion was uh, like the, the company I work for full time. They're doing this whole big like company wide, like get together festival kind of thing. And they're doing a lip sync competition battle. And oh, really? someone, <laughs> someone signed me up as a volunteer and I got a message that said, pick a song, but make sure it's work appropriate and that there's no screaming in it. And I looked at the email, I'm like, well, that takes out 99% of what I listened to right there. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so at that point, I'm like, no, I got to find, I got to like really dig to find something that I'm actually going to enjoy that might work here. And uh, it took a while, it took a while, but I got, I got the song picked out. So I'm like, okay, let's get a, let's, let's see how this goes. Let's see if people are going to What do you, what do you choose? I end up having to go with uh, "Cut the Cord" by Shine Down. I wanted something that was going to be like if like if they want to do like a whole costume type thing for me, I'm like, no, 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 not my style. So I'm just going to go up there like I would be at a normal concert, and I'm just going to go nuts because it's like I get a I get a <laughs> for that song. It's like and then kind of like what I like about hard rock is like you get a lot of that drive behind there. It's this consistent yeah. forward moving drive that keeps kind of having this feel of like keep going, keep pushing keep moving it's like that song has it so it's like if i gotta do a lip sync performance on stage i can pull that off on top of that i'm gonna be looking around the whole entire time to find something to climb up on top of because well who else is gonna do a lip sync competition climb up on top of something and then jump off it from maybe 15 <laughs> 20 feet if i break a bone <laughs> not the first time that's funny <laughs> oh my god that's crazy <laughs> Oh God! Now you know what it just popped out in my mind. My mind. Um, another album that I love is um, Abbey Road from the Beatles. That's a classic. I love that album. Absolutely. And I think it's 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 one of the first vinyls that I heard because my dad had it, and I still have it. And it's 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 a great album. Just, I, I, I'm a huge I'm a huge Beatles fan. Now that is something I do want to dive a little bit more into because I'm always curious to see about this because it also really helps me understand other people's, you know, journey in music and their musical influence because you said that was like the first vinyl you ever heard because your dad had yeah. it so your dad was playing. So like when it comes down to your like, you know, early on in life, what kind of musical influence did you have there in terms of, you know, the artists that, you know, maybe you and your, your dad were listening to, your parents were listening to that you just found kind of on your own, especially at a younger age? Like what was... What, what what did that look like, especially? A lot of my influences are from rock, uh, American rock and breed rock. I come from Venezuela, that's South America. I come from an oil town. My dad used to work for an oil company. So there was a lot of American people living there. So he got the chance to listen to a ton of music, you know, from 70s, 80s. And I love Led Zeppelin the Beatles, Rolling Stones, you know, the classics um, uh, from the 60s, 70s and 80s. And it was a big, it was a huge influence. It was big. My dad and my mom, they were, they were music lovers. They had tons of vinyls. So I remember, you know, spending the whole week in my, you know, people in Venezuela, they party a lot. They drink a lot, <laughs> but they listen to um, a lot of loud music. And my dad happened to be a rocker, you know, and that was awesome. So, and he was the one that gave me my first guitar, electric guitar, when I was uh, sixteen. And it was it was that it was basically banned from England and United States, you know. 
and I started doing some research and, and that's how everything started for me. See, I love hearing stuff like that because then we get to see, you know, how people from a previous generation, specifically most and most likely our parents, how their musical, you know, tastes and influences have connected with us, especially at a younger age. And then when it comes time for us to form our own like musical identity and our own musical journey, it's we can see where that influence has come from, mostly because we remember how those songs and how those style, how that style of music oh, hit us yeah. emotionally based on what we won in the past. Because like I remember this was back in 2000. This was last year in 2021. Someone had some like, you know, run, like running thing on Facebook. It was like, oh, post like an album a day, like the 10 most influential albums of your entire life. And the first one I picked was uh, Van Halen's 1991 album for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge uh. for the sole reason of there is the one song on that album. It is my first cognitive memory of any kind of music ever. You see, yes, that yeah, and, it, and it's powerful because it you you travel with that music. I mean, you go back to to that time in your life. It's amazing. It's powerful. Absolutely, it's every time I I like and I can like I have that opening riff from Eddie Van Halen stuck in my head. <laughs> like if I hear it, it's like I know exactly what's coming. I know every piece of that song, and yeah. I even every time I listen, I always go back in time to like remember like happy times of being in my parents basement at like two and a half three years old me my dad my brother he had those old like tower speakers the big giant stereo system that looked like it was totally high tech <laughs> in the 90s that my like my ipod from like 2007 could definitely overpower <laughs> but we'd always play it and just like air guitar the hell out of everything in the basement yeah and it was so much that's fun. awesome and then it's awesome was, and let, let me tell you something those um uh, some of the high um definition uh turntables and those systems the sound is amazing the sound is amazing and and it beats the cd sound and it beats anything i mean surround sound the, i don't know if you've ever been to a best buy where they have this huge expensive systems it is amazing uh and i i really want to have one of those i mean i'm talking about the you know the, the system speakers huge speakers and the turntable and it, i think it's the best sound you know that's what I that, that you can get. I've definitely picked up on that as well. That's why I've got one back here just for myself. <laughs> it is warm. It is very warm. And it depends what kind of system you have because there's some vinyl, you know, little cheap stuff that it's mm -hmm. super, you know, it sounds horrible. But if you want to get the best, yeah, go for mm -hmm. one of those, yeah. This yeah, this is the best way that I can describe it to for myself. So uh, my favorite song from 2020 was a song called Above My Head by the band Polaris, a metalcore band out of Australia. Reason being is because every time I listen to that song, like the second time I listen to it, it perfectly described all the emotions that I had gone through from middle of 2017 to maybe right before I kind of started the whole entire journey to create this podcast and just the horrible times I went through and seeing how far I'd come from that. And like I listened to the song, absolutely the song. I got the vinyl of it right at the beginning of the year oh. this year. And I put we, it we on. Get, we I, get vinyls too. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So I put it on. I wanted to listen to it. Like I've got this. I've got like the speakers I got. It were I got them for my birthday a while ago, but they were not cheap speakers. I'll put it that way. And listening to that song, the way the guitar tone sounds on the digital version versus on the vinyl version, oh, there is something totally. different about it on the vinyl version that just, it speaks so much more to the emotion of that song that when I listened to it for the first while, I was like literally sitting in front of my couch, not on my couch, in front of my couch with my mouth wide open, just like. 
It is Just, totally different. Oh yeah. It, it's a different it experience, it's a transcending experience. It is it is warmer, it is powerful. The last vinyl we got, um I got was a spirit box, you know, a spirit box. Yeah. Uh yeah, eternal blue. And and it's amazing. I love it. And it, it's 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 totally different experience, definitely. <laughs> Just like spin that thing, and right when you get to right when you get to Holy Roller, just like wherever your spirit, just turn everything up to eleven and just <laughs> feel the power. Just go nuts and have a great time with it. <laughs> yeah, I love them. That's a great band too. I'm super I, happy they're they're so so successful now. I've been listening to them since they were a wrestle a bear ones. You know, they used to be that band before, mm -hmm. and it's it's great to see how they 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 grew. It's amazing. Oh, absolutely. Cause it's like, you're watching that kind of a growth, especially in the music, especially for a heavier band as well. Just seeing what's gone on with them from, you know, even before they released eternal blue, right. When, you know, live music started coming back, it was, they were going to be opening for Limp Bizkit, which I did it for, I think for like two or three shows before Limp Bizkit dropped from the whole. And they cancel. Tour. I know. Yeah. And then of course, you know, <laughs> not, all, not, not only that, they released the album and then the pandemic hit and it was, horrible for them but i really admire the way because they turn it um to a positive thing because they're they're marketing they're i don't know what they did but their marketing during the pandemic and whatever they did on social media was genius because they grew i mean they they did they built their fan base and now that they're touring they're selling out and they're playing huge festivals so it, it's amazing what they did during the pandemic it was genius <laughs> It, there's a couple of bands that's there's three bands that sticked out to me from the pandemic and I absolutely love what they did. One is Spirit Box based on just uh -huh. the growth they had and then seeing them from festivals because right after that whole entire Limp Biscuit thing, like they were gonna play a couple of shows here, like and they were gonna play Blue Ridge Rock Festival. I went to that. Not gonna get into the whole story story because I was part of the whole camping fiasco thing. But the, oh. week, <laughs> the week beforehand, they all they got added onto a show here in Milwaukee at Summerfest, which would really never house that kind of music, which really surprised me. And they ended up getting the opening spot in front of Falling in Reverse. And I'm just like, okay, this is gonna be awesome. I get to see Spirit wow. Box. This is fantastic. Yeah. And now this year, when it comes to festival times, it's you know. I saw him at Welcome to Rockville in Florida, which is where that heat stroke thing came in from. So I was like, oh, God, kill me. Oh, my God. <laughs> but like they went on and they went on on Sunday and they were on, you know, probably on the one of the main stages, probably the second band on that main stage. Flash forward a couple of months later here in July when they were playing an incarceration, they were they uh -huh. were like they're on the main stage, but they were yes. much later on the bill. It's like every time they're getting put later and later on the bill. The other two bands that stick out to me that are like more in the rock and metal scene that absolutely like took the pandemic and completely ran with it and created something like unstoppable. One is Lorna Shore. I mean, oh, a deathcore yeah, I band, love them too. Yeah. a deathcore band that's headlining a, like a stage at Lollapalooza this year. Like, wow. How? And yeah, then I know uh, and they the just other, released the single a couple of days ago. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And then the other one that stands out to me is uh, from Ashes to New from what they did during the pandemic. Like they had, so, they just were releasing all these different like collaboration covers mm -hmm. with other artists uh, from home, then they released and they took a song that was about general anxiety and they completed a music video around the pandemic and they shot it like in the absolute like early days of everything starting to shut down. They played, they worked with that. And I mean, they're, they went off on their own tour. They're supporting Memphis may fire on a tour right now with octane. It's just like seeing just, you know, how some of these bands have attacked, like attacked the pandemic. It's just like, and just seeing them grow from it, especially from a different side of music, you know, you have spirit box with, just the power of like 
specifically Courtney LaPlante's vocals and just people connecting with it. I mean, there was that there was that girl that went on uh, America's Got Talent and did a holy roller and blew everyone away. I was like, did you see that? I know that's the kind of thing I was like, what? You're talking about like super mainstream program, you know, and they're singing Spirit Box. That's amazing. It, it's it's huge. Yeah, I'm so happy for them, you know, because they they started and they were touring in a stinky van back in 2015, 16. It's it's great to see, you know, you can find all those YouTube videos from them. Uh, it's amazing, you know. I'm so happy for them. I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for the music industry as well, especially, you know, rock and metal, because again, I'll use the America's Got Talent one. Like right when all of a sudden you heard like the intro to Holy Roller on that program, you <laughs> see her playing, like getting ready to sing it. I, I would assume everyone. And she got to sing, she got to sing that song with a little girl. Do you see that? Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. But like kind of where I'm coming from is taking a look at that, like watching that, you know, I was watching the video for that. I'm like, imagine seeing that live. And just all of a sudden that comes in, you're seeing the people in the crowd and everyone's like, not sure what to make of it. I see people having their ears open, like hands over their ears and they pan to like the judges and they're just like confused by it. They, they pan to the, I think her name was Harper. They pan to her dad and he just got this big smile on his face. And I'm like, that represents everyone in rock and metal that is watching this. They're like, they're waiting for that first, like that, like the vocals to hit because we all know what's coming. We just want to yeah. make sure that like everyone else is ready. And then, it went over so well. Now all of a sudden, you know, Spirit Box getting that major, like starting to get like even more notoriety. Again, yeah, Lollapalooza, you know, more that like pop music centric festival now is having a deathcore band headline one of their stages. Wow. How does, really? It's like it's happening. Like this is awesome. Let's just keep this rolling <laughs> and let's keep the influence going because that's just going to make the music better and influence more kids. Like exactly, the, like, like your yeah. dad's music with the Beatles, Rolling Stones, uh, yeah, Led Zeppelin influence you. Like Van Halen, ZZ Top, uh, Rush, Electric Light Orchestra, yeah, Electric Light yeah. Orchestra influence me. It's like let's bring some of these bands now and let's have them influence the kids today. Exactly. Yeah, and that's how you do it with big festivals and you know being. Uh, viral in social media, like with that kind of video with a little girl, you know, that was everywhere. Absolutely. Well, now yeah. turn, shifting gears a little bit back to the uh, style of music from Red Calling, specifically with the opening act contest for 2022 for the Hollywood Bowl. How did you get put on that, uh, get a, to be a part of this contest and get as far as you are today being in the top 15? Uh, well, I learned about it because um, our manager, Brian, he, um, he told us about it and you know we have a lot of friends and really good people and fans and you know family i don't know and you get to vote every day so we just promote the heck out of it and you know I, i'm super grateful that i couldn't believe it we made it into the top 15 because there, there's great bands there and now i know that we're in the nine uh, the, the top 10 we're number nine now and it's amazing so yeah it was our manager and the people that you know helped us get there manager and everyone that's voting are the people that are really helping along with i'm pretty sure every single day you're going online and like voting yourself as well it's like i gotta get my vote in for myself <laughs> exactly yeah because <laughs> if you're not voting for yourself at that point then it's like well i mean you're missing out on a mate on a big on like one more vote right there and that could be the difference between you know oh yeah especially with the of cutoff course. at times being you know top 15 top 10 that could be the difference yeah. between place 10 and 11 and moving on to the next one and having a shot to continue to keep going. And 
I mean, you never know what might happen at some point in time. You know, you might just make the cut. Then all of a sudden something pick you pick up steam, something happens. And then all of a sudden, you know, by the end of it, you're the one that's sitting at number one by the time the, the uh, contest is over and October comes and you and the whole entire band are out in California for the whole month playing, you know, seven yeah. eight shows at the Hollywood <laughs> Bowl in front of 10,000 plus people each time. Yeah, sounds amazing. And you know what? You get to you get to meet a lot of people in the process because I've been checking the the other bands I didn't know and, you know, been talking to some of them. And, and it's great. You know, it's about enjoying the, uh, the, the trip, you know, the experience of, you know, meeting these people. It, it doesn't matter if we win or not. We just get to know people. And that's amazing. That's one thing I do have to applaud you for is regardless of the outcome of this contest, it's you are using this to also continue, you know, furthering your music, but also further your relationships with other people that are in the music industry that are in potentially a similar position that you are just, you know, trying to get to a point where, you know, try to get to a certain point where potentially with music, it's like, you know, this is the everything that we do is we're going the road, we're touring, this is, and it's supporting our families. But it's the thing that makes us happy. It's like find that balance between success and happiness. Like, Of course, because I believe in, you know, because uh, I, I think that most bands are like really selfish and, you know, it's stupid. You know, they have that mentality and uh, of competition. But I think that the best rock movements that we've seen, like, let's say, for example, Deftones and Korn, when they started playing together in the 90s, when you see a lot of bands cooperating and playing together, that's how you create a movement. You know, you're not going to do it yourself. You can, you can do great things if you, you and two or three more bands, you know, start a movement. And, and it's it's hard to find. Uh, we've been trying to do that. We have a really good friend uh, here in Tampa. His band is Level the Planet, and we've been trying to do that. You know, here in Tampa, trying to play shows together and swap shows and. That's the way you grow, you know, I guess it's, but most people in the, uh, in, I guess it's everywhere, you know, are really selfish and it's, I don't, I don't know. I guess you're missing out a, little, a lot when you're like that. See, I, I tend to agree with you. And also from experience, I'm like kind of on the other side of the fence as well, because I think when it gets to like a larger standpoint, like, you know, bands that, you know, when, you know, it just kind of like as more people like record labels get involved, different touring, th- when more people have their hands in the pot, that's when more politics come into play. And that's yeah. when that selfishness comes through. But there's a lot of times when I'm talking with bands that are on a much smaller scale that are just hungry, they're just trying to get going, that are just trying to find their way in. And also just trying to find that that balance of, you know, having success in the band to the point where they want it so that they can live their lives the happiest that they want to be. It's that's kind of where that community style still plays a part in there. More yeah. of the local side as well. And then when it comes to some of the bigger sides of the music scene as well, right now, it's I'm trying to think of some, but I mean, I'm starting to see some tours that are happening where I'm like, how are these packages getting put together? Like there's some of the weirdest <laughs> things I've seen, but I, I know, absolutely love yeah. it because it's showing it's showing more of that community and camaraderie versus selfishness. Yeah. And the best part about it is like, sometimes they absolutely work. The best one I can describe for that is this is a show I saw in April. Kubla Khan was, was one of the bands that was on there. So now this is just good old, you know, hardcore music right there. Uh-huh. The headliner yeah. was knocked loose. So again, perfect style, perfect transition. Wow. <laughs> the pop punk band movements was in between the two of them on the bill. So you had Kubla Khan, then movements, then knocked loose. And it was like, how was this supposed to work? 
But <laughs> movements goes on, and every one of us, every one of the crazy hardcore fans, all of us that were in the pit going absolutely nuts, all of a sudden movements comes on, and everyone was just like, this is a lot of fun. Like, this is awesome. Of course. Yeah, of course. I mean, I don't know, because I've never been in that level in the music industry. I hope we get there some someday. But I think it, it's, I guess it works, you know. I mean, if you have this great band touring together and bringing all those fans together, I mean, it should work. It's, I guess, common sense. <laughs> I think this might be one of the best ways to that I've heard it described and kind of looking at it. This makes a lot of sense to me when it comes to this kind of style where with the music industry, especially with the bands that are around you, and this could be any group of bands, either when it's, you know, your smaller, your local scene, as you're growing, you know, more of the regional bands that are touring around with you. When you're much, like the national scene as well and the international scene, just kind of in that specific group, it's like when it comes to that style of music is as one band gains success, instead of looking at it as, oh, they're gaining success, I'm not success. I'm not, you know, that's where we're not, we're angry about that competition. Instead of looking at like, use Bring Me the Horizon example. Like they are like, they're massive right now. And like just seeing how people are like, okay, you're getting to Bring Me the Horizon. But as Bring Me the Horizon continues to grow, other bands that are, are like, you know, around the realm of Bring Me the Horizon are going to grow with them because as people get more into Bring Me the Horizon, you know, that's not going to be enough for them to satisfy their taste. Like they're going to potentially reach out and try and find some other bands that might have that similar sounding sound to them. Not the same, but you know, that similar kind of feel to them. Yeah. So all of a sudden you mm-hmm. might reach out and check out like bad omens or something like that. And then, okay, where does that lead to? So as one band really gets to rise, whether it's locally, regionally, nationally, internationally, other bands are around that style and around those other bands. It's there's going to be more eyes on them because you're going to be exactly, able to yeah. feed the, this like now like vacuum of people that like want all that kind of music and want to get more into it. There's only be so much bring the rise that can go around with the, with their catalog, though it's expansive. Like there's going to be other bands that are going to be there to help fill in those voids. And it's like, okay, now these bands are continuing to rise. It's just kind of like a, like all of a sudden here comes one. Okay. Let's just keep all of a sudden everyone starts coming up a little bit and everything's good. That happened to me when I saw, have you seen, I think it started today, Lulapalooza, I think. Yeah. That they have a ton of electronic and DM um, artists and bands. And then they have, I think it was Green Day and Metallica. Did you see that? The lineup is crazy. I mean, the only names I recognize in that list and that poster was like three or four bands, rock bands. But the rest of them is just, I guess, DJs and and you know electronic music it was funny to see that uh lineup it, it wasn't it was crazy it wasn't it's like with metallica there too it's of course people are going there i've got a friend uh she's doing a uh she's doing an interview thing for spin magazine throughout the whole entire weekend there so she's interviewing a bunch of bands that are there and i'm like looking at this thinking you know you got metallica there so you got all these other like edm artists and all these other djs that are there but and pop artists well but all of a sudden now you're bringing in the headline, which is Metallica. People are going to check out Metallica. People are going to check out Green Day. People are going to check out Turnstile. And I can't wait for the kids that are going to be all into the EDM and stuff. And all of a sudden, they're going to walk past and they're going to hear Will Ramos' pig squeal. And it's like, what the <laughs> hell was that? And then be intrigued by And it's going to change their world forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. And I think Metallica is in there because they're riding that wave of Stranger Things with their master puppets uh, song, you know, that it's it's crazy how it's you know getting like it's it's more alive than ever 
And I think they're remaking, they're doing a video for that song, a new video. I don't know if you, you heard of that for Master Puppets. So I think that's what helped us help them. You know, I, they're huge. I know, yeah. but I'm talking about the new generation, you know, and Stranger Things definitely give them that push, you know? Oh, absolutely. It gave Especially them that push. Yeah. It gave them the push with the younger audience and the fact that they were on the Lollapalooza uh, lineup before Stranger, before the recent season of Stranger Things dropped. And before the song got so popular, Nelson kids that, you know, are really into Stranger Things and seeing how pop culture has retaken a master of puppets. Uh-huh. Kids are going to go there because they want to hear that song. They want to see that live because it's their chance to do that. But, you know, Metallica is not going to play that song right away. They probably aren't going to close with it either, but they're going to play it much later on in the set. So when it gets time, it's like you've heard a lot of Metallica and you're getting I've had friends that are really getting into Metallica right now because of Stra- uh, Stranger because Things. Because of that, yeah. And that's how you learn that songs, no matter how old they are, songs are assets and you can, you can revive them. I mean, you're talking about a song from the 80s and it's, I mean, they're like being like millionaires all over again with that thing. And, and songs are assets. And that's what I'm thinking. If I have songs from 2010 or 2015, you can just revive that with, you know, reels, Instagram reels or whatever, do whatever. And just, it, it's amazing. It, it's great to, to know that you can use your back portfolio, old songs and just bring them to life and, and probably make money, you know, in films or I don't know, TV shows, whatever. It's great to know that. And that happened also with, Kate Bush, I think yeah. it's the other. Yeah, it's crazy. That's another old song. I mean, of course, it's a series from the 80s. I, I get that. But it's it, it's crazy how popular that song became all over again in 2022, you know. Oh, absolutely. And then seeing like where the influence of that is going from and seeing where other people are getting to music. Because I've had a fr- I've had friends where one of them, he was, we were doing something. He's like, hey, I, I'm not sure if you know this band, but, you know, here's a song that I found. I'm pretty sure you'll like it, but I'm starting to get into them a little bit. He's like, I'm like, okay, play it for me. We'll see what happens. Immediately, I think it was, I forgot exactly <laughs> what song it was, but it was one of Ice Nine Kill songs off of the Silver Scream. And I'm I'm a huge Ice Nine Kill fan. So right from the first yeah. one, I, heard, I, like, I looked at him, I'm just like, <gasps> <laughs> like, I'm excited now. It's like, you're getting into this stuff, man. Oh my God. And all of a sudden he's like, I wish I could go see them live. And I literally just went like this at the same point in time. <gasps> Dude. Like, I'm going to see him, like, in a couple of months, man. You're coming with now. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Just just a, lot of, just a lot of fun. And it's just fantastic being able to see, you know, rock and metal having, even though, you know, with some songs, like, again, Mass Puppets, being an older song, being revived within pop culture, seeing the fact, like, how that all these other bands that are current in rock and metal, upcoming rock and metal as well, how all of a sudden, you know, some attention is going to be shifted onto them and hopefully continue attention shifted onto them, including bands like Red Calling as well, so that people get to know you guys. People get more, in, you know, inspired to check you guys out, go to see a live show, and all of a sudden just, you know, yeah. you might be playing a room, let's say, you know, 50, 100 people one night. All of a sudden, you know, you're playing a room two two months later, and just because of something like that, all of a sudden, you know, how do we go from 100 people two months ago to 500? <laughs> how do we get? How do we get to play a thousand cap room? And, and it like just the- takes. It, it only takes one song, and in the right place. <laughs> it takes one song. It takes one moment. It takes the right place. But yeah. the best way to make sure that you try and get that moment because they are few and far between is take as many yeah. chances as possible to get to get it out there and make that moment. You never know. One small one small video 
of, like we said, one small video of a girl, you know, do performing Holy Roller on America's Got Talent, just something like that can turn uh -huh. into a record contract with Rise Records. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Now, enough enough with everybody else's music. Let's go into some of your <laughs> music specifically. And, you know, as of right now, you do have, like you said, the new song coming out sometime in September. But if people want to check out Red Calling right now, might I suggest checking out the song Torture? That's the one that I really listened to and went deep into. So that's what I suggest people listen to. Torture by Red Calling. Thank you. So diving a little bit into that song specifically, just so we can kind of get an idea or and everyone else can get an idea of kind of the writing process and the mindset behind what it's like to create the song. One thing I always like to look and see is, you know, when bands create song, when artists create song, what's the story? What's the message? What's the meaning behind each song? I try and figure it out myself. And I always like to ask artists what their meaning is so I can see how closely I came to it. We can kind of see where that commonality is. So when it came to Torture, when it came to writing this one, what was the big meaning behind of it? Yeah, it was written during the pandemic, so it was. It's about mental health issues, you know, uh, anxiety, depression, the torture inside your head. But we try to see it on a positive way. We focused on that relationship or that thing that helps you deal with that, you know, and it helps you um, drain whatever you're feeling. And focusing on that, if if it's a person, if it's your faith if it's um, your job or whatever that helps you deal with all the, because we, everybody dealt with that during the pandemic, you know, it was a really hard time. And um, that's like the main theme of the song, the song. And we're super happy because we got to see, this is a 100% um, in-house produced video. We did it ourselves. And I'm super excited because, you know, um, Javier, the guitar player, um, He's a video producer. He did cameras. He did the editing. He did, he did everything. And we're super happy about the result. Of, so you guys, if, if you want to get, you know, check it out. It's on YouTube. It's called Torture. And it was released last year. And we're doing the same with the new song. We're going to work on a, um, our own video. We're going to do it ourselves. And this one's called Fight or Run. And this one's going to be released in, in late September. Interesting. And there, I'm looking through my notes on the song as well. And I do have a very specific question around it when it comes to like just when I was listening to the song, kind of the emotion, the style of it. My question for you is, were you listening to a lot of the band Ginger when you were writing this? Because something sticks out in my mind with just the way the flow of the song, like it just sticks out, you know, with the same kind of flow and the same kind of just like, you know, kind of like calm or building up. But then when the chorus hits, it just comes right in your face. Kind of like Pisces by Ginger does, you know. I love watching her, like reactions to that because all of a sudden, it's you get that calm flowing. All of a sudden, it just gets a little bit heavier, a little bit, you know, more powerful. And then Tatiana's vocals come in, and you're just like, "Oh, she can make that kind of a noise." <laughs> it just it just changed up the emotion so much, and just kind of feeling that change of emotion. It felt like I felt that while listening to Torture. So I had to ask, were you listening to Pisces by Ginger when writing the song? No, I like Ginger. I love them. I, I do, and I it's it's the guitar player. He's a huge fan, um, but no, I wasn't. Uh, I know what you mean, yeah, and I she's amazing, but no, I wasn't listening to them at that time. I actually started listening to them uh, late twenty twenty one, but yeah, it's it's very intense. Um, I love I love the fact that it's uh, it's more like a hard rock song. It's not it's not metal. 
and it's very personal. It's a very personal song, and yeah, but it's it's it wasn't gender, no. Darn, I, I thought I thought I was like I'm no. really I was really picking up the like again I'm not picking up like you know any sort of just like oh this is the exact same no but it's like when you listen to the uh, the flow of the song and you feel the emotion of it and just kind yeah. of when that hit happens like that's exactly where my mind went I'm like I remember feeling <laughs> this when I first heard Pisces and all of a sudden I was like where did uh, that come from Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I wish I could sing like her, you know, screaming like her. She's amazing. I I need to learn how to do that. I don't know how to do that. I know there's not many people that even know how to do that. Even like some of those, yeah. like, like the screamers in the scene today, like, you know, you listen to Tatiana Volkas and it's like, wait, wait, wait. You, you can damage your vocal cords if you don't know how to do it. You know, you, you have to. It's a technique. And yeah, it's it takes a while to, you know, control it. Yeah, it's like it's like when I look at like there's not many like there's not many people that can go as heavy on the unclean vocals as she can, both men and uh-huh. women. It's like it's nuts exactly. for the first time. Oh no. Oh no, she's a monster. She's amazing. Oh, absolutely. And like yeah. like the reason why I like that kind of like flow to and why I really picked up as like when I looked through the mean as well of the song trying to really get deep into it. I looked at it as, you know, how at times we are our own worst enemies and how we torture ourselves mentally when our emotions get the best of us. And it's typically more of those negative emotions, anger, exactly, depression, yeah. anxiety, just just mm-hmm. kind of this frantic feeling because I have gone through that myself. And there are plenty of things in life that we do not have control over in the end. And there's a lot of times we destroy ourselves mentally and torture ourselves mentally because we aren't able to relinquish control of that premonition to that we have to how things are supposed to go. And I think the pandemic showed a lot of that as well, where everything got thrown for a loop. You know, life essentially kind of stopped at that point where, you know, it's like what we had been doing, all of a sudden we're thrown to a completely new realm. And, and you know, a lot of times like we were looking for what we had and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. we don't have control over that anymore, but we still were trying to feel that control. And that led to a lot of different things, depressing, anxiety feels, you know, anger, a lot of negative emotions. And if we're open kind of like to letting more of these things flow and happen, kind of then we don't like, we just kind of like relinquish that control and just kind of control what we can and don't try and focus on what we can't control. Then we are less likely to torture ourselves and beat ourselves exactly. up. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I say that if you focus on the positive, if you focus on, on a relationship or uh, let's say uh, you say that you started this podcast during the pandemic, right? Uh, no, see, I, that's, no? I, I started this podcast pretty much. The reason for the, the reason for starting this podcast was pretty much as a way to try and combat depressive and suicidal tendencies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You see it. That's, that's what I mean. You know, and the, chorus of the song you say you stop the torture inside my head that's how i started the chorus of that song and that's i i'm referring to that good thing that helps you you know and that's what we need to do because i mean that's one of our main um purpose purposes in our band is to help people dealing with mental health issues with suicidal tendencies every time we play we tell people to please reach out um if you don't have uh, relatives or friends or whatever just just talk to us you know and it's something that really really touches my heart and uh that's the themes that i've been you know dealing with when i in, in my writing process i'm not the main lyricist you know javier is the main lyricist but the past two three years you know i've been writing a lot because of everything you know 
and yeah, it's, it's been, yeah, life changing. And it's, and you know, music is life changing for a lot of people as well, because when you listen to music and you're able to connect with it, you're able to like have a tangible explanation for certain emotions that are very hard to explain or sometimes impossible to explain, but it's, you listen to that music and it's like, okay, when I listen to this, it brings back that feeling. So it's like when I'm trying to describe mm-hmm. what it feels like, it's like I can use how that song feels and I can better describe it. Or I can show someone that song and they can get an idea of what it's like on top of that. You know, when you're opening up and really talking about, you know, more of those persons and really trying to dive deep into bringing up ideas of mental health and really focusing in on that, it does offer a different perspective for people and offers a comforting perspective for people that are going through that where it's, you know, we, you know, you're listening to music, but it's like someone's relating to you. You have a way to relate to it and you have this way to connect and communicate with it in a way so you get a better exactly. understanding of what you're doing where you're going and i mean if, if it wasn't for me listening to as much music as i did and trying to basically during that time when i was just like 20 late 2017 if i had not tried to like basically refine why i liked my favorite band in the first place and try and reconnect positive memories to this like songs that i had loved what then how had negative memories i was like i'm gonna end up losing this forever and that's something i can't do Thank God for powerful music, a good amount of like people that just, you know, are also in the music and most importantly, seeing it live. Cause when you see it live and you get to feel the experience along with other people and you feel that positivity. Exactly. And you, I mean, me as a musician, once you're in that platform that you get the chance to put out a message, that's, you know, I, I think that's a great opportunity to help people. You know, it's not only about the music, it's about helping and, and, and there's a, it's, it's a powerful tool, you know, and uh, I've had a lot of people talking to me after shows and, you know, thanking me and, and it's, it, it's amazing, you know, to, it's not about the show and the lights and the uh, fame. It's about, you know, meeting people and being able to just help, you know, and, and, and I love it. That's, that's why we do what we do. It's about creating that positive experience and fostering that genuine connection that could very well help Mm -hmm. somebody get out of a very tough spot in life, get out of their own head and focus Mm -hmm. on the positive things in life and take their life at that moment right now. And, you know, maybe it's going on, maybe it's not going so well. And maybe that live show, maybe that's the moment where all of a sudden it's like, that's the turning point. Because there are a couple of shows, like even I can reference off the top of my head where like I like those shows are absolute turning points in my life where all of a sudden it was, you know, 2017 seeing rise against trying to take them back. The first member jumped in a mosh pit, like, you know, things got worse <laughs> for me in life after that. But at that moment I knew I had my favorite band back. I had those positive experiences back. I uh-huh. had it. I'm good to go. There's other concerts I look back and it's just like the pure emotion that was felt in there. It's like, I listen to the music right now and it's, I can't wait to go and see them play live again just because. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a, it's such a rush of positive emotions where it's just, yeah, I can be in the pit. Yeah. I can break a finger, which has happened before. I'm like, oh shoot, whatever. <laughs> let's get this fixed. And let's go back in there because that's where I feel the happiest. Like I'm going to focus in on that because I come out of those shows just like, I don't care what oh, happens. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> I feel good again. That, that's how I feel. That's awesome. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Music and concerts are amazing. And that's why we need it's- to make sure. I'll say that's what you need to make sure that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I I was going to say that uh, I was really afraid that it was going to take a long time for the world to come back to to go back to live shows. 
And I'm glad that it wasn't that long, you know. It yeah. felt it felt it felt like an eternity because it was like a year and a half, but it wasn't that bad. Could have been worse. <laughs> it could have been worse. And before we close this out, the one last thing I'll ask is so you know, of course, I've talked about this before on the podcast before where, you know, once the pandemic hit and all of a sudden live music was gone, it's like I got like I I knew that the first moment it came back, I was going to be in for it. I knew that first mosh pit I was going to jump in. Something was going to hit. And what <laughs> happened because it was July of 2021. All of a sudden it's like, yep, I got a chance to do it. Jumped in the first pit and I literally within two seconds took a shot to the head and uh-huh. I got up and I was just like, <laughs> like I was, I've never been happier to take a shot to the head in my life because it's like I was back like the positive yeah. euphoria was there so what was it like that first either you know live show that you attended post-pandemic or live show that you played post-pandemic like played we actually played I didn't go to concert it was us playing in Orlando uh it was uh last year August last year oh my god it was amazing I was I was so happy. I was so grateful, you know, and uh, I I think I never felt, you know, uh, like enjoyed uh a show that that much. And it was great because I saw friends uh in Orlando that it, it was it was it was it was a great experience, you know. So uh, you get a little rusty because it was a long time um and I made a lot of mistakes. I mean, singing and playing my, my guitar, but it didn't matter. Usually I would have been like, oh my God, you know, hitting myself because I made a lot of mistakes. At that time, I was just enjoying myself. It was, it was beautiful. Because at that point in time, all that mattered was the fact that you were back, that you're back to a place that makes you absolutely <laughs> yeah. happy. And you were creating a incredibly positive moment of incredibly happy experience, yeah. not only for yourself, not only for the rest of the band, but everyone that was in that crowd that night. Yeah, but you know what? The funny thing is, I got COVID at that show. <laughs> and it was the Delta wave. It was crazy. So me, the guitar player, because he's my husband and my baby. And it wasn't that bad. I it was I think I spent like two days in bed. It was a little I was a little worried. Cause I was super weak, but yeah, it's funny. I got COVID at that show, but then we're done. You know I mean? It was, we, we were like, okay, we didn't get it. We're, we're all, it's awesome. We're back to playing. And then I got the, the thing, you know, the, the bug. <laughs> well, think about this it, way. It was crazy. Well, think about this way. At least when you got it, it was, you got to get that first like positive experience moment back. And it's like, okay, you know, shows are back. We're able to still do this. Okay. I caught it now. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. But you know, two weeks later, we're able to get back right on there. What would have happened if you'd have caught it like the day before or two days before the show? Like that would have been oh, so much worse, but you got to, oh, you got to have yeah. that positive experience. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, adding on to that, like, cause there have been times where it's like, I've been, you know, I've been sick or something myself, or I know the people that have been, and it's, you know, it can be worse when it's like, you know, something it's kind of like takes away something from you when it disappoints you. But, you know, if there's something to still keep you driving and keep you happy, it's, yeah, it's surprising. Of like, course. like I'll use of my, course. my grandfather, for example, in 2016, in October, 2016, he had a stroke and my grandma had been gone for three and a half years. So it was kind of like, is this it for him? He was a, he's a huge, he was a huge Chicago Cubs fan. The Cubs were on their way to the oh. World Series that year. And I'm like, he is not going out because like he has that, like he's holding <laughs> on to that. 
it's like maybe with, you know, getting the Delta variant for it after that show, it's like maybe it wasn't necessarily as bad as it could have been because mentally you're, you know, your spirits were so high because yeah. you got to have that live show experience once again. You got to get that connection once again. And you felt that once again. You know, it's like, okay, even though I have to go through this right now, like once we're done, once I'm done with this, I'm back. <laughs> Exactly. And we were clean. I mean, we were like, okay, we never got it. I'm so grateful. But you, you, you got it. You got to get Did you get it? Did you get COVID? This is the weird thing. I think I had it, but I kept testing negative for it because the, like the day I thought when I thought I actually fully had it, I was supposed to go okay. down to Chicago that night to see Rise Against. And I'm like, there is no way I'm missing this. But if I test oh, positive, you know, I'm going to be yeah. super mad. So I, tr I, I took the test that day, like a quick one and one at Walgreens, like a full on one three times. And they all uh -huh. came back negative, but like I had all the symptoms and everything. I'm like, but it kept coming, it keeps coming back negative. So I don't know what's that necessarily going on. So I'm like, if it keeps coming back negative, then I guess I don't have it. So of course, of course. So you I went to I, like, I'm I so glad that you th didn't cancel. That's awesome. This is this is the crazy part about it. Like I drove from Milwaukee, Chicago. Like, I like woke up from a nap and I could hardly move my like like they always say like you know like you get the body fatigue. I could hardly move my legs. That's how tired I was. And wow, I'm not like I'm not one to, like go to a show and say like I gotta go in the pit and rise against. They're definitely gonna start one. So I'm trying to get down there, take the, like drive down uh, northern Chicago, take the train into the towards the venue. I'm standing in the crowd and I'm like, I I can't do this. Here comes Rise Against. They play the first note of Prayer of the Refugee, and all of a sudden, it like a like a magic. Any like my my sinuses magically cleared up, my head cleared, my <laughs> legs no longer pain. I'm like, can I do this? Went full on, full force for oh about an hour and a half. God. Loved every single minute of it. And on the train ride back, all of a sudden, just, like. Do you see that's what energy is about? You know, that energy from people, from music. That's awesome. <laughs> train ride back, that's also, my funny. legs, like, really were, like, starting to seize up on me. I'm just like, at this point, I don't care anymore. <laughs> they decided, the pain decided to go away exactly when it was supposed to. like, <sighs> this was this was fun and then literally <laughs> the same thing happened when i was supposed to see him in april like the same exact thing and i'm just like we're not i know what happened the last time we're not taking like i'm not i'm not missing out on it again and the exact same <laughs> thing happened all of a sudden like i get there I'm like leg pain gone let's do this yeah! <laughs> but that's just to kind of close out, that's just the positivity of music. And that's how we got to get yeah. Red Calling to win the opening act contest for 2022 for the Hollywood Bowl because we want to have them share that positivity, share that positive experience with as many people as possible. So oh yeah, we're going to make oh, sure yeah. that happens. Yes, yes, thank you. Yeah, and the good thing, you know, I just learned that opening act, they have um, um, a foundation. They help people with mental health issues and suicide. I just learned that. And that is pretty cool. That it's like, but you and opening act like that's like the perfect, you know, kind of partnership right there, given the, uh, yeah. like the mentality around where you come yeah. from, from what we've learned here from you with Red Calling on this podcast and with opening act having that foundation. Like this is a match made in heaven right there. Yeah. Yeah. And they even have a cash prize, which is makes it more beautiful. <laughs> I think it's a $10,000 cash prize. It's pretty cool. Okay, well, everyone's going to have to go and vote for Red Calling every <laughs> single day because you can vote every single day. So you're going to want to go and do yeah. that, and we'll make sure that happens. But as we bring this podcast to its close, Jessica, one thing I would like to do is give you a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug wherever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote at the end of the podcast. So, Jessica, the floor is yours. Thank you. Yeah, you can check our website. is redcallingmusic.com. 
We're on all, all music platforms, all social media, so you can find us everywhere as Red Calling. And we're going to have a new single coming out in September, uh, probably late September. We don't have a date set yet, working on the video now. And uh, please, if you have any issues, mental health issues, suicidal tendencies, anxiety, depression, you can reach out. You can talk to us. Uh, you can DM me. I'm available. And uh, please, uh, just get help, you know, because as long as you're alive, there's always a second chance, a third, fourth, fifth, as long as you're breathing. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being on. Thank you for that message. And it kind of reminds me of uh, probably one of my favorite songs by Baratooth. I always like that uh, body bag. One life, one decision. Make sure it ends with you still living. And then, of course, you know, we're headbanging like crazy after that. But just the positivity <laughs> That's awesome. of, I love it. <laughs> please, like, just always reach out. Hell, even reach out to me as well. You know, if you reach out to the Corporate Progression Podcast on any social media platforms and you message us, I, I can guarantee you that the person that's going to be reading that message is me because, well, this is a one-man show over here, so I see yeah. everything. <laughs> and now it's time for me to end this podcast with three very specific things. So first, when it comes to Red Calling, I mean, who who didn't enjoy this episode? Let's be honest. This was a fantastic <laughs> episode. So you're going to want to find and follow Red Calling on everything. So all social media platforms, you're going to want to watch those YouTube videos. You're going to want to watch the next one that's coming out in September. You're going to want to follow along them on your favorite social like streaming platforms or whatever, you know, Spotify, Apple Music. I think I said just streaming yeah. platforms, not social streaming. Uh, there goes my mind. But also, <laughs> you know, they, they're in the opening act competition for 2022. And you're going to want to vote from every single day to make sure that they, you know, get to that number one spot on the list. And by the time the mm -hmm. contest ends, they are sitting at number one and they win it and they play at every single show at the Hollywood Bowl in October of 2022. So here's what we're going to do. Instead of you having to go and find all this stuff yourself, because who wants to do that? Well, I want to do that. So <laughs> make it as easy as possible on you. Go to the description of the podcast. I'll say find Red Calling online. You can find links to their social media accounts, links to where you can watch the videos on YouTube, links to their website, links where you can get some merch, links where you can stream music. And I will also specifically call out the link for the opening act contest where you can vote for them. So all you have to do is go click on those links and then like their stuff, share, follow, subscribe, stream, buy, download, and of course, vote for them in the opening act 2022 competition. Everything Links and labels are going to be in the description of the podcast. All you have to do is click Thank and you. know there's going to That's be no amazing. like, and no, there's going to be no weird like Facebook, like long track or Google long track no. thing on there. <laughs> no, I take that all out because I'm somewhat smart at times, at times. <laughs> now it is time for number two. Now, Jessica, whenever I have guests on the podcast, I tend to make a certain promise and mm -hmm. it's a promise to say, thank you for being on the podcast. It's a promise to say, I would like to continue to support the band. And I would like to have you on at some point in the future. So my promise to you is this, because you've absolutely earned this and are keeping the streak alive. This the promise you. does not start out with if. If implies that this might not happen. And let's be honest, I don't like that possibility. I say when, because then it's, this is going to happen. We just don't have a date and time yet. So exactly. yeah. when I get to see... Red Calling perform live for the first time. Again, perform live when it happens. My promise to you is this. First round's on me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and for the, for, 
please hold me that promise because I've had I some, will. I've had some fun wacky times with that where it's like seeing bands at the merch <laughs> and afterwards or like the merch be like, hey, hi, how's it going? It's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Talk for like two minutes. I'm like, I owe you, I owe you a drink. What do you want? And all of a sudden, I they say, I just turn around and walk away. It's like, oh, okay. Two minutes later, here I come back with a beer for me, whatever drink they request. Like, here you go. And then we're good to go. <laughs> Thank you. I'm more like a wine girl. So now you know. That's that's fine. I, what I might have to do then, if, the, if whatever venue they don't have wine, it's like, alrighty, um, can have to pick up a bottle of wine on the way over there. Make sure you know it's per, like perfectly preserved in the car. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> couldn't find. They don't really have any good wine here, but I got a bottle in the car. It'll be presented to you. <laughs> that's even better. Thank you. Even better. So now it's time for number three, and it's I cannot end this podcast in good conscience by saying goodbye for a number of reasons. One, I made a promise to you. Can't break that promise. Two, I'd love to have you back in the podcast again in the future. And three, goodbye seems way too final. No, no, no. This can't be the last time. It can't be goodbye. Too final. So we're going to end it by saying this. See you later. See you later. Thank you. Well, well, folks, that's my interview with Jessica from the band Red Calling. Once again, if you want to support this band, find them on all their social media platforms. If you want to watch their YouTube videos, if you want to stream their music, you want to visit their website, buy some merch, and most importantly, vote for them in the opening act 2022 contest. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to the description of the podcast. Here it says find Red Calling Online. All the labels and links will be there for you to check out. So just click like, click share, click subscribe, click download, click buy, and of course, Click on the opening act one and vote for Red Calling. You can vote every single day. So let's get Red Calling the win and support every band that's on there because you know what? Supporting the music scene is what we love to do. On top of that, please make sure you're following along with the Corporate Rush Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well for all your social media funsies. Also, when it comes to podcasts, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We're on YouTube for all the videos. We're also on Spotify, Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and where you might be also, you know, streaming this because I know we're on a bunch of different audio platforms. I don't know all of them though, but I want to shout out Britain Media on that one because they're really making sure our audio streams are like going nuts because it took us three years, one month, and 14 days to get our first 10,000 audio streams. Then it took us three months and 12 days to get the second 10,000. Britain Media, love you guys. Noah, you the man. Now, also, you know, if please subscribe to the podcast. If you are subscribed, thank you. If you're just subscribing right now, thank you and welcome. If you're like, hey, I like this one, but I don't want to subscribe, can, can you please reconsider? If not, I totally understand. Thank you for being, you know, a part of this podcast anyway. And we hope to see you again in the future. But for all you subscribers out there, thank you. Because, man, I've been having some bad days lately. And this podcast is the thing that just like brings me the most amount of happiness. So if we can keep bringing that positive happiness to you, I mean, that just ah, it makes me feel good and it keeps me positive. So thank you very much. I want to thank support for this podcast. Again, Manscaped, making sure your boys down there are cared for in the best way possible. Anything to care for your boys, you can get 20% off and free shipping using the code CPP at manscaped.com and don't forget we are sponsoring the when we were hungry music festival october 20th and 21st in las vegas nevada i'll be there and let's throw down pancakes in the pit tickets are on sale go get your tickets i mean black flag is headlining day one come on let's throw down let's have some fun i'll see you there thank you jessica from red calling again let's help red calling win open act 2022 
link scripts of the podcast go vote for them every single day we're going to and on that note that's gonna be for me guys thank you for watching this to the chord progression podcast my name is kevin and you guys know how i end every single one of these episodes of the big healthy and hearty see ya